Finding love is the hardest via social media. Welcome back to another episode of Finally Podcasting with your host, Blaze. Thank you for listening. I'm good. I'm alive. I'm well. Did you know? <clears throat> and today's episode is one of those type of things that I was thinking about. It's, it's really been on my mind for a while. And before I even begun this episode, I was really lazy. I was like, I'm not, I, don't, I don't feel like recording a podcast today. But I was like, I got to because... I got to keep the show going, and I know these topics is a golden gem for society. So to begin this off, what gave me inspiration for doing this episode was a lot of these memes that I see on uh, social media that usually come from Twitter. And um, actually, I was I was inspired to do this by, I ain't going to lie, I'm going to keep 100 on this show. There is a girl that I'm interested in on Instagram. She seems very quiet, reclusive. And, um, you know, she's not like one of those girls that's on social media that's always showing herself. You know what I'm saying? She mainly shows her face. And um, she's just naturally pretty. So I'm usually paying attention to her. But besides that, because y'all don't need to know who I'm talking about. And it's none of your business, right? Um, you know, constantly women like her or women that I'll see on the, the, the social media, such as Instagram, I'll see them post memes and usually there'll be memes that ranges from Zodiac signs and say, oh, don't get yourself a scorpion man. Oh, he's an Aries. He has a big attitude. Libra men are such liars and players and Pisces men. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Gemini men are crazy. And like so many things that come up. Cancer women are emotional from Zodiac signs to. Uh, memes us talking about, well, a relationship is the 50-50. I don't believe in 50-50. Or, you know, what do you bring to the table? And all these different things. And, and yes, we live in an internet age. And I was just having a conversation with one of my family members the other day. And I was just saying, you know, I'm starting to become more of a pessimist in this society. Because it's just like a lot of things just really annoy me. And, you know, I, I'm, I just think that on regards that... Yes, everybody deserves happiness, right? Everybody deserves a relationship. I don't care who you are. We're now living in an age where I would say there is a good amount of narcissism. So we have things like polygamy, which is the idea of being in a relationship with self and getting married to self. Um, the option of having sex dolls and robot dolls where people don't want to even touch an actual other human being. Regardless if it's the same gender or the opposite gender, right? Regardless if it's man or woman. Uh, you have that, right? You have people, all types of crazy shit is going on in this society. It's driving me crazy. You have the idea of reproduction, where you have women who would rather be single mothers. You still have the plight of where you have... Women that want to put men on child support and do them dirty. Uh, divorce 
at an all-time high, quote-unquote, 80% of divorces <laughs> initiated by women. Uh, you know, you have the whole entire culture where people, how I say it, people just want to be, how do I describe it? People want to be able to do whatever they want. You know, obviously people go out about the boundaries, the the barriers and all this other stuff. They try to explain themselves to be, you know, the type of person to be like, hey, well, I don't want a relationship, but I do, I do want a relationship. I want to have a relationship based off the fact that matter between me and you, the sex was great. You understand what I'm saying? And this episode, I'm just going to break it down because, you know, this is just something that was really on my mind from social media and, you know, you know, we say don't take social media seriously, but that is a reflection of this society. What are people's thinking patterns? What do they think about quote unquote love or the idea of love? So I'm going to reach into it step by step. This is going to be a brief segment, but, um, you know, to be honest with you, I get so tired of this whole divide between men and women, especially being the North American Negro man, how every day it's just this stuff about how you have these divisive groups, right? So <laughs> let's break this down for a second. You have YouTube, you have uh, YouTube sectors, right? Or I don't know if it's real life. So apparently there's this thing called MGTOW, S-Y-S-B-M. Incels, uh, what else? Passport bros. And on a women's side, I hear things like, well, you have feminism. That's the main branch of these women's groups, right? You have feminism, the divestment community, swirlers, pink pills. And there's a couple of other like little micro communities of people who's talking about what their aspects of dating is. So, this is hard for me to say because it's the truth. And I don't, it's like, I, I, I'm a really bad liar. I don't think that I could really lie on this, right? I have a problem, right? Like, let me tell you this. I have no problem with people dating other nations. I actually really don't care. I, I don't care, right? Uh... I don't, I really don't care. It doesn't offend me, right? Because every nationality has good and bad. So you have good women that's in the nationality. You have bad women that's in the nationality. You have good men that's in the nationality. You have bad men that's in the nationality. The problem with North American Negroes, however, is because they always want to go to the extent of saying, well, you need to protect us. You need to be a provider. You need to do this. You need to do that. And you'll be sitting there and you'll be like, well, why are you telling me all this? But every time I, I sit up there and I do something, you down me for it. And you're asking me, what are you talking about? So this is the thing. I say that I'm more, my first and forever option will always be North American Negro women. It, it always will be. I just have that connection with them. I like them too much. But these communities, right? So MGTOW, MGTOW is all nationalities. Mainly it's started by white men. And, you know, it's them putting their foot down on saying, hey, look, listen, we don't like how we're being treated in this society. We live in this quote-unquote gynocracy type of uh, society, and we want to be recognized for being men. 
you know, and being allowed to be who we are. Like, we don't get enough credit. You know what I'm saying? So you have MGTOW. And, and they point out the flaws of a lot of what these women do. I think that the MGTOW was mainly created in order to counteract the feminist movement. So that's on the men's side. Then you have, uh, you know, this quote-unquote thing called the manosphere, which is the same, the similar. It's a similar type of thing. And it's all always about male improvement. It's of course the Negro Manosphere Spectre. It's the it's this the same thing as well, right? So, you know, they're all about men improving themselves. Then you have Passport Bros, SYSBM, who promote the idea that you should date women from other countries or go seek out women who are more quote unquote exotic. Um, maybe it's not really exactly that, but that's what it seems like. And then on the other side, you have the swirlers, the divestment crew, and um, pink pink pill or whatever it is. And their whole entire ideology is the so-called black man is not enough. The so-called black man is not going is going to lead you into failure, you know. And that their whole rhetoric is go get yourself a white man, go get yourself another nationality of men, level up, sis. You know, find a man that makes you happy. And mainly what they're saying is, as much as they don't want to say it, because there's there's way you say things. I can't because I was going to say verbiage, but it's not verbiage. Like it's a way of saying things without actually saying it. It's like sly. And if I have the word for it, then I'll say it. But I just can't. It's not on my mind at this moment. So when they say things, it's it's code language. It's coding because they're not exactly telling you like, oh, so-called black men are the, the problem. What they're really saying is what they what they that's not what they're trying to say. No, they're not trying to say that directly. They're code switching. They're they're basically saying it in codes. So mainly what they're promoting the idea is the so-called black man is not enough. The black man is the enemy. The black man is not gonna do anything for you. Go find yourself another nationality of men. So therefore, you get a lot of these women that create these YouTube channels of promoting interracial relationships with so-called black women and other nationalities of men, more likely so-called white men. And, you know, my thing about it is it's like that's lame as fuck, because where do you see any other nationality that has to promote it so hard? And it's like it's like this, man. Like, if you hate black men so much, as much as you claim don't say nothing about us. Don't say shit. Every time there's a negative uh, expectation about black men, don't say nothing. Don't report on it. Just keep on moving. And my thing about it is this. We could talk about the black community all day long. We could talk about what is the problem, what happened, what went wrong, and all these different things. On this show, I don't hide. I think what it is is that you know, I would never say that so-called black women shouldn't date, uh, so-called black men shouldn't date uh, black women. They should. But I'm not going to be mad at a black man who decides to date outside his nation. Just like I ain't going to be mad at black women that's going to decide to date out their nation. But you do have a good amount of black women who make it a big deal that they're dating out their nation. And honestly speaking, I don't see me being offensive by a white guy. Like, let's just say the girl that I'm interested in. And she's talking all that bullshit about black men and she decides herself to get, her, get herself a white man. My next response is, I hope that the white man makes you happy. You know, 
Once you decide to be with a white man, that's cool, but shut the fuck up on pro-blackness now. I've said that in many of my episodes. I said, just shut the fuck up. And the divestment crew, the, the swirlers or whatever, and this, that, and the third, it's just like you put the white man on a pedestal, but again, it does nothing for me. You know, I'm not being nailed to the cross for the generalizations of other men. But I'm going to touch on that later. I forgot where I was going with this because I have it down in my notes. But, you know, that's the things that I see with these micro groups. And, you know, it's always a division. But I think the problem that I have, me specifically, I'm the type of man that says, you know, I need a woman. I want a woman. I want to be in a relationship when it calls for it. You understand? There's a lot of self-development that I'm doing before I could really say, oh, let me jump into a relationship. That's fine. I have no problem admitting that. But, you know, too many times people in this culture, in this generation, they have no problem saying out their mouth, oh, I don't need no man. I don't need no man. I'm, I'm good. I can be all by myself. It's like lie, lies, lies. Because when you need that compatibility throughout the day, you get off of work or you're staying at home, you're by yourself. And, and when it comes to women, that dildo ain't doing enough for you. You're going to need that man. You're going to need some type of man or somebody there to touch you or to be there for you. You need that emotional type of standpoint, right? And men that have too much pride, they say, oh, I don't need no woman or I can pump and dump. I can smash whatever I want and be cool. I mean, yeah, in essence, it's like, yeah, you can smash all you want to, but it's still the idea you still need a woman to do that. You ain't going to be in your house and, and, and brag about masturbating and being like, yeah, masturbation, I can do all by myself. I don't need no woman. It's bullshit. You're going to be like, yo, I need some pussy, man. I need some I need some good pussy right now. I just need to grind on some pussy. I need some puss. Yeah, go get your prostitute, go get your escort, go get whatever you need. But I think a lot of people are not really understanding that at the end of the day, you need some type of com- compatibility. You need something. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just someone to talk to, you know, emotionally be there or or just a friend on the opposite gender. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think too many people are prideful and they'll try to claim like they don't need nobody. And it's just like, I'm fine with admitting to the world that I, I want a woman. I need a woman. I want to be in a relationship, you know? And that when it calls for it, that I'm going to show myself to be the man that really supports being in a relationship, whether it be monogamous, polygamous, or just just the idea that I have somebody, right? And uh, with pride comes ego. And, you know, people say, I don't got time to be dating. I ain't got time to do this. I ain't got time to be doing that. And it's like, hmm. I mean, yes, I can understand people's schedule, but how would you like if throughout the week someone gave you a call and said, good morning, beautiful. How you doing? How's your day going? Oh, you upset? Why are you upset? And, you know, things to the nature like, oh, did you have a good day at work? Do you want to speak about it? All these different things, even if it's just a phone call. You know, you have all different merits of like type of relationships. You have the, the long term, the long distance relationships and all these different things. People being in relationships while they're in business. And the thing about it is when it comes to relationships, it's all about compromise. And I don't think a lot of people understand what compromise means. Like if you guys know that you guys are busy, right? One person has a business as a man and one person has a business as a woman. 
Yeah, they say, oh, it doesn't work out because we're always busy. Listen, I understand that type of whole entire energy. I always recommend compromises. You guys find a way to be around each other, whether it's once a month, once a week, twice a week, or a couple of times throughout the month. At least if you guys see each other and communicate that as much as you can, because you're never going to tell me there was never no break. Okay. When you're owning a business, yes, I get it. You got to be busy. You got to do all these different things. But do not tell me there is never no break. There was never no free time in 365 days throughout the year when you guys can see each other, kiss, have sex, or go out on a date, whatever. You're not going to tell me that. You're not going to tell me. You, you, you have time. You have time. So compromises need to be met. And I just feel like so many people have this idea of saying that, oh, dating is over. Dating is this, that, and they're like, nah. <laughs> nah. I don't know. And it, I feel like I'm not really touching on what I really want to touch on. So let me just go to the next segment and really hit it where I want. So I was talking about these memes, right? And I was talking about how these memes, I don't know if I just repeated the last segment, but I guess because I didn't feel comfortable, I'm just really going to, you know, really hit it on the nail this time. So I was talking about memes and I was talking about, this is about influences. Yep, this is about influences. So social media, we're living in a digital age. Everybody's watching YouTube. Uh, You know, you have public figures or, you know, other people that have their own little podcasts, dating shows, uh, you know, having interviews and all these different things. They have all those different things, right? From people who talk about dating to gurus and what else is it it's a whole bunch of other stuff like dating coaches and shit this is a thing let me honest honestly tell you blaze perspective on dating i feel like for myself i've learned i've learned everything i needed to learn yo i used to be the the quote-unquote uh nice guy right i used to believe that you gotta be nice and you gotta be all respectful to a woman and you know, you got to love her no matter what and be there for her. And it's like growing up, it's like certain women would treat me like trash. And it's like, why am I going to allow myself to be treated disrespectfully from a woman and still think that I have to be like, I have to cater to her every whim? Get the hell out of here. I'm not doing that. And, you know, slowly as you grow up, everything is a lesson. I don't believe in dating coaches. I don't. I don't believe in dating coaches. They they could tell you all you like the methods on getting women and, you know, especially for dating gurus when it comes to uh, women to men. You know, I, I don't believe in dating coaches. I really don't. I don't believe in dating coaches. That's to everybody's demise. And they're going for a targeted audience. Who they're really going for is for people who's deeply insecure. I, I look, I don't care if people say, oh, that's not true. It doesn't mean that. No. Because if you're confident in yourself and you know exactly what to do, especially as a man, how to get a woman, you don't need no dating coach. And if you got friends who, who's the Mac Daddy like that, then you could speak to them. I don't believe in dating coaches. I, I would never get a dating coach, coach, especially at my age. My thing is, I know exactly what I want from a woman. I've dated plenty of fine intellectual women who are 
great communicators or intellectual, got a lot going for themselves, have goals. That's one thing that I really liked about a lot of the women that I dated. And I was really proud of just knowing like these women are really up to something and they really want to, you know, make something out of their life. And I'll be their biggest supporter. Doesn't mean I'm going to be a simp. Doesn't mean I'm going to be like this cheerleader and <laughs> yelling, yelling out all the letters in their name and be like, go, go. You got this. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. It, when I mean being a supporter, it's supporting them. Like, hey, look, listen, like, like, say, for instance, you're on your way to becoming some type of medical assistant from school. I want to support you while you're in school. If you need me to help you help you with your essay or your or your resume and stuff like that, I want to help you. And I'll do the best that I can to make sure that you get it the correct way and that you you honestly get what you want. That's what being in a relationship is about. And then they bring all these trivial topics about 50-50 and all that dumb shit. I don't believe in 50-50. I don't believe in half-assing a relationship. I believe in 100. And, you know, they try to say 50-50 like you pay half the bills or you do this and do that. The idea of compromises is that you guys agree on something. So, look, listen, yo, you got these bills, I got these bills, right? Because let's be honest, not really a lot of people in this society can afford to be staying at home, okay? A lot of women cannot afford to be staying at home. A lot of women have to work, okay? Men obviously have to work, and we have to do what we have to do. So, you know, people bring in that 50-50 rhetoric and say, oh, yeah, well, 50-50, fuck that. I'm about 100-100. I'm not bringing half my ass to a relationship no i'm giving you the full me i'm giving you the access that i'm not giving to these hoes that's what i'm giving you so i'm giving you the vip special treatment golden membership i'm not giving you the trash sanitation oh i just don't care no i'm giving you the full me in a relationship and that's why I don't like when people say 50-50. That, that shit is corny to me. I don't like when people do that. And going back to this whole thing about memes, got all these women and men that complain all day. And mainly I see it from women. Women are say, well, what do you bring to the table? Tell me something that men do objectively to objectify women. And this, that, and the third. It's like, yo, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Then, you know... You know, you still have the bitter ass women, like I said before in the previous sector, what I sat up there and I said, you have a bunch of these uh, so-called black women that say, but when you see a Latina and she got a spicy attitude, you like them, but you don't like black women. When you see a white woman being submissive, you don't like white, you don't like black women. And it'd be like, yo, how you throwing darts at me without even actually getting to know me? And I think that in this culture, there's not a lot of listening. There's a lot of hearing, but there's not a lot of listening. See, my thing is knowing the type of relationships I've been in, right? Or girls that I've actually been interested in. Some of them have thrown generalizations on me without even actually getting to know me, right? So especially on a race narrative, and I'm actually going to make this a separate topic on a different episode, right? 
Yeah, you know, certain women that came up to me that was just like, oh yeah, you a player. You you definitely get all the girls and this, that, and third. I said, based on how I look, like, I, yes, I know I'm attractive, right? I'm proud to be an attractive man. Thank you. But how could you tell that I'm a player, that I'm playing you for another girl and I'm talking to like five to 10 chicks at the same time? How do you know that? You're basing how you feel on my looks and my demeanor. Because I'm like some low-key 90s R&B nigga, but at the same time, I'm just one of those dudes who's just slick back and cool and I'm just like, hey, I take in what I take in. I don't ask for a lot. And I think a lot of women get that wrong. Men are very simplistic. I'm just throwing that out there. We're very simplistic. We don't ask for a lot, or at least me, I really don't ask for a lot. I ask for the bare minimum. All I ask you is just be there, right? Be there and show me support. And I'm going to show you the same thing. And I'll go to and beyond and show you my support. But not about me, right? So that, right, that comes in. Based on how my demeanor is, some may say, oh, you, you definitely like white women in this, that, and third. Again, how do you know that? How do you know what my preferences is on the type of women I date based on nationality? You don't, right? Moving on. You have these memes that talk about Zodiac and uh, oh, oh, people say, oh, chakras is not aligned. And, oh, I don't trust these type of men because... They are these zodiac signs, and I say, yo, I, I look, listen, let me tell you something. I've had my little addictions to the zodiacs and trying to figure out what's the forecast of what's going to happen for me being the zodiac sign that I am. Look, zodiac signs do help, right? I won't say that zodiac signs is not a good thing. It's a guide, right? It's a, it's a guide. It allows you to see the characteristics of that person. But that's just like saying, for instance, let's, let's just say a sign, right? Let's just say a Sagittarius man. A Sagittarius man have these traits, have these different things, but you get a lot of women that say, oh, well, because he's a Sagittarius, oh, I dealt with Sagittarius, girl, oh my God, let me tell you, Sagittarius men, oh my God, they are such drama filled, they are instigators. And it's just like, is every Sagittarius man the same? No. Because now you're basing a zodiac sign to the generalization of that man. My thing is, I'm not going to sit around and say, oh, Scorpio women, I'll never deal with a Scorpio woman because they're batshit crazy. I say, hey, there might be Scorpio women out there that's absolutely great. Now, I ain't going to lie. I don't want to be a hypocrite on this show and say, well, I don't be saying that. I don't care for I, I don't. I loosely care for it. But I don't care for it to the fact that that affects my dating choices. Right. Like I had like like I'll admit I had a thing for Gemini's. I had a thing for uh, Gemini's, Aquarius and uh, what else? I think that's about it. But I had a thing for mainly those two things, those two signs. Oh, Leo's. I had a thing for Leo's, too. But um, my thing is, I look beyond that. You know what I'm saying? I look beyond that. I was just like, I want to get to know you. And, um, you know, you have the Zodiac thing. So constantly they put up, put that up on social media and, you know, they'll try to make that a, a, a very much a clarification for being more picky in the type of men that they want to choose to date. It's not me. I, I don't really like that. And then you have these memes that talk about cheating, the infidelity issue and saying, like, you got to look through his phone, sis, or you got to look through a phone, bro. I can only say this. I go back to the basis. That's the reason I can't get along with a lot of the social media presence because it doesn't mean anything to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
yes, it's social media, it's there, but the idea of wanting to collect someone and actually get to know somebody, it wouldn't allow me to feel like social media is my main presence of saying what I'm saying. I just really want to get to know you, who you are. And regardless if you posting up a thousand memes a day and, oh, I need love like this or I need love like that, posting up all these relationship goal photos and all this other stuff, I want to get to the core of who you are. Because all those memes may say something about who you are, right? What, what is it that you entertain? But I want to get behind that avatar. I want to get behind that social media profile you have and get to know you. And that's why I say when it comes to these memes versus dating, it takes away from the uniqueness of what you're trying to find in that person. And that's why I feel like with this generation, to be heavily relied on that alone is a problem. Because it's not touching the real core of the issue of like when you go outside, even though it's COVID, when you go outside and you really want to meet somebody new, okay? When you want to go outside and say, for instance, you start to get a, a love connection at a dog park. You notice that someone that's there at the dog park is attractive and, you know, y'all start talking talking about zodiac signs or whatever, this, that, and the third. Man, fuck the zodiac signs. What's your name? What you like? What's your favorite? And, and I know Zodiac Signs was way before the, the, the social media age. I know all that. But I'm just saying, like, this is the whole entire thing that gets on my nerves about memes. And, like, all these people that post all these thought-provoking conversations via social media. Or, or at least even have videos about it. Work on yourself first. Right? Work on yourself first. Notice your positivities. Notice your negatives. Look at past relationships that you've been in, right? Look at the past relationships you've been in. What went right? What went wrong? What didn't you like about that person? What did you not like about that person? Besides that, what worked on your end and what didn't work on your end? Keep it at that. I don't think a lot of people think like me, right? I try my best not to make generalizations on people. And really try to be one of those dudes to kind of just be like, I'm going to take it all in and just study people and study things before I can make an ultimate decision. And I'm a very decisive person. It could, take very, it could take me very long to make a decision. And I'll admit that. that That's true. So when I talk about generalizations, and I don't think this is going to be a long segment. I think I just want to touch on this because it's just on my mind. I can't help that there are certain patterns that could be attributed to certain types of people, okay? Whether it be nationality-based, individually-based, all these different things, right? I've been able to see certain women in my dating experience that might have had baggage that I know for sure that they're holding on to something and they don't want to tell me. I analyze too well. Like I, I analyze too well. That's that's my whole entire pitch of things. I analyze too well. So with generalizations, it's about being careful. And I think that so many people, you know, are ready to say, well, you're like this, you're like that, without actually knowing what they're about. And I don't know, man. It's just it's just really on my mind. I'm just like, you know, my only thought is 
that comes with judging people or judging things. And my belief is judge things righteously. Don't judge things foolishly. Judge things righteously. Really think about how you perceive someone before you perceive them, you know, and that's why you get background information on someone that you're dealing with before you can make the judgment call. So, I mean, that's really all I really got for it. Love versus lust. Man, I think these days we're so into the idea of being able to market ourselves that love starts to seem one seems like one of these fables. Lust seems to be the reality of finding a mate. And um I mean, I'm a man. I, I think about I think about sexual things. You know, I'm a visual man. I like looking at titties. I like looking at ass. I like looking at bodies. I like looking at the face. I like looking at the hair. I like looking at all those different things. But yes, I like looking at the body. Can't, can't help it when I see a shorty outside and she's wearing tight ass jeans or she's wearing uh, she's wearing she's wearing sweatpants and I see the panty lining. I can't help it, okay? I'm a man. This this is stuff that I like to look at. Can't help when a girl got a big old ass and she's wearing a dress. Or me looking at the outfit she's wearing. I'm a man. This is the stuff that I do. I can't help it, right? My thing about it is, before I begin this, I definitely would invite people to study the idea of emotional maturity and emotional responsibility. Why do I think it's very important for people to study this? Because it, make, it helps you make effective dating decisions. It does. You recognize what you tolerate and what you don't tolerate in a relationship of any form. Doesn't matter. I've been in some messed up situations with women. Well, women did some grimy stuff to me, but I never will carry that on into the next woman that I date. I got nothing but love for all the women that I dealt with thus far in my life. Nothing but love. But, you know, of course, there's one of those sort of things like, look, you did some grimy stuff to me, yo. Like, that wasn't cool what you did, you know? And my thing about it is love versus lust is that a lot of people get into these situations where, you know, like like things that annoy me that I think a lot of people do. Like, let's just say it's phone sex or it's like foreplay. Conversations will go down to the likes of, girl, you so good, and girl, you so sexy. I want to fuck you so good. I wanna, I'll have your baby. I'll have your baby. I want to get you pregnant. Da-da-da-da. And the girl will say, I want you to have my baby. Come have my baby. I want you to have my baby. And it's like, do you realize that if you guys aren't responsible and that you are not doing the right things to come to the steps of having a child, that you're going to screw up that child for life based off of lust, that you didn't plan effectively because having a child is a liability? It is. It's a liability, okay? And I get it. A lot of people in this generation, I think, I see a lot, is saying, like, I don't know if I'm going to have kids. I don't know if I really want to, you know, bore a child and reproduce. And I can't blame him for that because, I mean, on my end, 
I can understand it completely because something about this generation and something about what's going on in this world, it's just not spiritually, it's not aligning. It doesn't feel safe. And as much as I want to say, oh, yeah, you know, God could contribute to the world. It just seems really weird to do so because there's just something that just cannot let me let go. Can't let go. As much as I really want to, I just can't let go. And my belief is, even if it is one of those type of things that people collectively don't decide to have children, I do believe that there still should be a relationship, right? Uh, for instance, I believe in a two-parent household, hands down. Two-parent household, hands down. Men and women, that's it. Men, women, children, and if you really want to get a pet, a dog, a cat, whatever is your option, that's what I believe in. I believe in a two-parent household. Besides not believing in a two-parent household, I believe in relationships, whether it be monogamous or polygamous. But if it's going to be a polygamous relationship, do not base it on lust. And why I say that to men is you have to develop a sister, have the woman develop a sisterhood with the other mate that you're with. I, I don't mind polygamous relationships. First of all, you need to be financially responsible and have the financial affordability to maintain a polygamous relationship because you're taking care more than you're taking care of more than one woman. Okay, you're taking care of more than one woman. So my thing is that's going to cost you money. Right. And you have to see if she's on board with having a polygamous relationship. But if you're the man that decides to go the standard of having a monogamous relationship, it's just about emotional responsibility. Get to know her, all these different things, and blah, blah, blah. Now, why I say it's love versus lust, because I think a lot of people base their relationships on lust alone. You know, the sex is good. She wore the lingerie. You just have a sexy body that she likes. You guys want to hook up. You guys want to get it on. And my thing about it is, and this is a theory that I'm probably going to do, maybe for season five, I'll try to test out if lust is more effective than love, you know, if lust in relationships actually is a very positive rate than actually not having sex first in the relationship or holding off for a certain amount of time until you or that person decide to say, hey, we're in a relationship now. Now we can have sex or, you know, one of those type of people who decide to say, I don't want to have sex until I'm married. And that, honestly speaking, I can't deal with that. I, I want to hook up. You know, I need that beat down. You know what I'm saying? I, I need to give it up. You know what I'm saying? I, I got I to gotta do to do. But um, love versus lust, yo. And, and it's like a lot of people that I know, you know, you know they catch feelings. This is the, the, the fact of what I usually see in this society. You know, you have certain people that, that jump into relationships based off of sex. So, you know, they might see him at work because let's just be real. A lot of relationships blossom from jobs. Right. You know, the proximity of like being together, being around each other. I usually think that it usually stems from work. You know, a lot of people don't really like to talk to people outside and meet them random places. And especially now because of COVID, you know, and a lot of people is not going to really be outside like that to really be hanging out. So, you know, you like the person at work, you're interested in them, you pursue them, you're like this, that and the third. They like you, too. Uh, you know, they'd be like, yo, let's hang out. Let's hook up, blah, blah, blah. And then stand third. You guys have sex. After you guys have sex, then 
it starts to become one of those things. You guys frequently have sex. You try to keep y'all physical relationship on the low. And then, you know, you guys start to develop feelings because the sex is so good and euphoria has hit your personality, your persona. Well, not your persona, but it, it hits you. Then after that, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really starting to like you. I'm really, really starting to like you. Then they be like, you want to give this relationship a try? And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like that just doesn't work because you guys have an agreement on sex and sex is good. But when it really comes down to getting to know somebody, it's like, well, do I really bond with you? Or is it just one of these things that I'm trying to convince myself that I bond with you? You know, it's, it's things like that. And my thing is, I can't teach anybody for how they want to date. But I just really think that the love versus lust thing is a very important issue because you know, a, a lot of things can come out of that. Babies can come out of that. Arguments and very much uh, unstability can come out of that. Stability can come out of that. There's a lot of factions that can come out of it. But it's like, should sex be the standard for dating these days? Like, should you have sex with the person first to see how they are in the bedroom and then work a relationship around it? Or should it be like, let's work on the relationship but after a certain amount of time, I'm going to give you the business. And you'd be like, no, I don't want to have sex. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Some of these women I say, no, nah, I'm going to wait. And this, that, and third. No, 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 no. Some of y'all want to touch me. You want to touch me. I know you do. You want to lick of me. You want to touch me. And the thing about it is, is that <laughs> a lot of these, yo, son, I'm telling you. Because it's not really men that do it. Men... You know, unless you're an incel, I guess, but it's not a lot of men that are sit up there and say, I refuse to have sex. Women, on the other hand, they'll usually refuse and say, nah, you're going to wait to get the box. You know what I'm saying? You're going to wait to get some cookies. And, you know, certain patterns you recognize with certain women, they'd be like, you, you want to have sex, but you're just scared. You don't, you don't want to be revealed as a slut, a whore, or, you know, you don't want to be revealed as someone who gave it up too e easy. But I can tell you want to have sex with me. I do. Don't deny it. We'll, we'll figure out how we want to rectify this or figure out a way to have this conversation so that I can respect your boundaries and see what we can do. You know, so the love versus lust uh, element is just really amazing to see. And I think that a lot of people should explore this and really have more of this conversation. You know, people do. But I think that, uh, you know, I don't usually see how people say can lust help out with developing a relationship. I think a lot of people need to touch on that. And for my grand closing, uh, you know, what I believe is every single person on this planet deserves to have a relationship in one way or another. I don't give a damn if it's one of those sort of things where you need a relationship by having an escort or having a damn sugar daddy uh, if you want to have a relationship by dead ass having a relationship or a sexual relationship, I, I, I can't call it. I can't call it. But I say every single person on this planet, as God be my witness, should have somebody. And even if it's just a friendship, like some type of intimacy and some type of like a fallback on, you know what I'm saying? Having someone there. You know, and, you know, a lot of people got to stop being so prideful and ego driven. 
you know, let your guard down. Don't be afraid to say, hey, look, listen, I'm vulnerable. I have no problem admitting that I want a man or I want a woman, you know, uh, that people need to understand that we're all designed to be in a relationship. Animals do it all the time. Like, I know that, you know, like, you know, domesticated animals like me having a pet, my pet still shows me love. You know what I'm saying? Like, and all these different things. And, you know, animals out in the wild. Animals have a complete different system of how humans mate. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody and everything mates in some type of way is the point. And I think that a lot of people just need to stop being so ego-driven and trying to pretend like, you know, dating is so hard. I mean, like, yes, I get it. Dating can be hard because you do have people out there that play games and they do stupid stuff and they're trying, they're being very unemotionally available, but they're trying to claim that they're emotionally available. Like a lot of people play games, but it's just like, okay, you can be aggravated, but what's your next step? What's your next step? Don't sit around and say, oh, well, yo, I'm started, I'm tired of dealing with F boys and I'm tired of dealing with F girls. Mm-mm. That's cool in hindsight, but in reality, what are you trying to do? Like, really, like, what, what are you trying to do? Because I don't want to complain all day. That's the point. I'm not complaining all day. I might have had my shares of F girls, but I know at the end of the day that I still am hungry. Slightly hungry. I ate. Thank you. But I have no problem admitting like, yo, look, listen, I want to be in a relationship still. I still would like to get the girl of my dreams. You know what I'm saying? And that I have no problem waiting for a little bit or finding out little different things that I can. You know, if it's a woman that I'm interested in, I have no problem admitting that. And, you know, a lot of people also have to get over themselves, too, because, you know, they come with this whole thing like of being teased and not being recognized or being the last one picked. Okay, but at the end of the day, you still have to believe in yourself that you're going to be chosen. A lot of people don't really like to reflect on that. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn about your complaints that happened in high school or middle school and all that other stuff. I'm looking at you now at the age that you're at. Have you worked on yourself? Have you gotten over your scars and your wounds before you decided to put, out your, put yourself out there to date? Have you gotten over that? If you haven't, work on yourself first, then call whoever you need to call after that. And let's make sure that you're on the right track of saying... I am emotionally available to date. Now, you don't got to take my word for it. I'm just a random guy that has a podcast. But I I know exactly what I'm saying is going to hit certain people because they need to learn this. And that you have to make sure that you're not putting your hurt on another person. Because they don't deserve it, naturally. They They don't deserve it. What is the point? And... That's all I really have to say to that. But uh, thank you guys for listening to another one of my finally podcasting episodes. Peace and hair grease. I'm out.